Welcome to episode one of the Watching Film Wrestling Podcast. I am Seth, and yeah. I am here with... Nate. And we're going to talk a little bit about wrestling. We're going to uh, focus more today on WWE, because they have some big news that broke within the last week. Uh, AEW did just run a show, uh, but they are not. They don't have anything coming up for another few weeks, so we're going to focus mostly on WWE today, and, and um, we'll start with the news of... Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman being named executive directors of SmackDown and Raw, respectively. They are allegedly going to have the same power uh, that Triple H has over NXT, so that would assume some uh, form of creative control. Nate, what are you thinking? What are are your kind of thoughts on this announcement? Well, first off, I want to know, and I know you and I talked about it before, but... You know, a lot of people are wondering why Triple H wasn't getting that particular call, um, especially with him being the COO and, you know, everybody's, you know, the fans have kind of been excited about what's he capable of doing because you look down at NXT and the product they're putting together down there, clean finishes, storylines that make sense. There's a lot of people who say, hey, why don't we put him in charge of one of those shows? And instead, he's left out of it. So I know you said you got some insight well, on that. What I I read that they're they're concerned with that this wouldn't be that it's kind of a safeguarding almost that if this doesn't work out before it goes to Fox. So let's say they say, all right, we're going to make Triple H the head of SmackDown, and then SmackDown on its way to Fox tanks even more in the ratings. Then basically Triple H has become tainted, whereas now, like you said, all the fans think he's the answer, mm-hmm. right? So just based on NXT, which is a totally different, I think, environment than doing a live weekly show, even though he's very involved, I think, with the production, it's still different. So I guess they're kind of safeguarding him, but and he does have that control over NXT, which they always act like is the third brand, or they're trying right. to elevate it to the third brand status. So. In their heads, it might be like he's already... They're basically bringing these guys up to his position, not over his head. So, that's, I mean, that's my guess. Um, I think in line, he's going to be in line to take over the whole thing eventually, right? Yeah, well, I can tell you this right now, growing up as a wrestling fan, and I didn't really watch much ECW when it was around, but it was very well known. Paul Heyman was a guy who gave young guys chances. That was one of the big things that he was known for. He was taking no-name guys who were either uh, too slow or too short or whatever it is, good wrestlers, but maybe they didn't live up to the current you know, WWF standard at the time or WCW, and he was doing some great things with it. So I'm excited about that idea of turning him loose and seeing what he can do because he was never afraid to push the envelope, get creative with his matches, um, encourage his guys to be creative with their promos, which we all know one of the things that people gripe about is the promos are all scripted right now instead of just turning these guys loose and the thing with eric bischoff you're talking about a guy who i mean heck he his biography is titled controversy creates cash so he pushes the envelope and when you listen to his podcast with conrad thompson he's actually saying you know if it wasn't for the fact turner broadcasting handcuffed him towards the end wwf took their formula of making wrestlers more realistic, more human, use real life storylines and push it further. WWF took their formula and did better with it. And so 
I'm excited to see what happens when hopefully they get turned loose. That's the key. It's good for nothing if they don't get turned loose. And Heyman's biggest downfall, everyone says, it wasn't that he didn't produce compelling shows or uh, create great storylines or characters. His biggest problem was that he was not a very good money manager and business person behind the scenes. Right. What's over promise under deliver? Yeah, what's great yeah. is he doesn't have he's not going to be involved with that at all. He just uh, it seems like it's mostly a creative role. Um, Bischoff, uh, like you said, started out very hot creatively. It seemed like they got some handcuffs on him after the merger. That's what he says. That's his side of the story. Mm-hmm. But he's also used to dealing with television executives that, um, deal with a wide range of programming, not just USA, which has had uh, a relationship with WWE, WWF for a long time. So he'll be, I think he's going to be at a SmackDown partly before that because he understands he still works as a television producer. So he understands that bit of it too. Now, And if you listen to him now, because once in a while, not often, but once in a while they'll talk about the current product and he has some pretty good ideas. I mean, he's, He's a smart enough guy that he looks back on what he did wrong and what he should have done, not done. But he's, again, he's admitting, hey, if you got smart talent, turn them loose. Let them, you know, let them cut promos, give them their parameters, but let them do what they got to do because that's what the fans will want to see. And it's true. Yeah, I think he probably, hopefully he learned from some of the mistakes that were made. Uh, Heyman is well. I mean, nobody's perfect, right? So they've both had some stuff, but they've both been in the business for a long, long time. They've both been around it. Now they've both got to be on the outside of it. And people, since they're viewed as experts, are always asking their opinion. So they've had, they probably have some thoughts in the back of their head of what they'd like to do. And we got to see that a little bit this week on Raw, where Heyman allegedly had a little bit more creative control, a little bit more input on the show. Mm-hmm. It did look a little different. SmackDown, um, Bischoff's allegedly not come, really coming in full force until after this upcoming pay-per-view. So what did you see different on Raw this week where Heyman was said to have a little bit more say and then SmackDown seemed to kind of be more of the same stuff, right? Well, first off, think about the opening. I mean, the formula that they've been following for a while now is what well, we're going to open up with a long-winded promo. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened. I mean, heck, the th- very thing they open up with, people are you know on Reddit... You know, hey, Paul, what do you want to do? Murder. And you get to, you know, you have Braun Strowman and Bobby Ashley. Falls count anywhere, which, okay, gimmick out, whatever. But they absolutely beat the crap out of each other. And then they break through the screen. And then they have all that drama. And there you go. Yeah. What, whatever the reason was, that was just a, a good changeup. And from, and from there, though, they didn't get caught up in their normal formula. I mean, and that's the thing. You can get... Very predictable with what they've been doing. It's promos. It's, oh, well, let's get, you know, the pay-per-view main event into a, a, some kind of a tag match so the title's protected. And, you know, all this, you know, generic stuff. And they kind of did that a little bit with Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders and Kofi. And, uh, oh, Lord, I'm drawing a blank on who he partnered with for that week. but The New Day. The New Day. Thank you. Uh Point being, though, it was all, I mean, it was just a good changeup. And heck, even to finish up with the USA Championship being on the line as the main event, mm-hmm. 
That was a good changeup. To me, that brought more quality to the title. It's main evented the last two weeks on Raw, and the the heel turn for AJ Styles rejoining the club, reforming the club, I guess has been in the works for a while. It's not necessarily a Heyman thing, right? But um, they did. Uh, some people are saying that Heyman really likes Ricochet. He thinks he'll appeal to a younger audience that AEW is kind of capturing. Well, he's very Rob Van Dam esque, if you think about it. I mean, Rob Van Dam and ECW, and when he came to WWE, was a high-flying, just character, smaller compared to the, you know, what they're used to in the land of the Giants. But it was a good changeup, and he puts on a show every time he wrestles. Yeah, I think, I think what, Monday night, I don't know, again, I don't know how much control he was had exactly by Paul Heyman. Everyone's... It's you know it always goes that when something great happens it's it'll be Heyman's idea if something bad happens it's Vince holding him back is right. what everyone's gonna say right. but but he did they did inject new life into some stale things the club had kind of gotten stale them turning heel with AJ back in it is gonna inject some life into that the Lashley Strowman thing while fun and kind of popular on social media like the arm wrestling video had like 4 million yeah. views but it's it's kind of like okay this is there hasn't been much life to it now there's some life to it um to that rivalry kind of just letting you know sometimes you just got to let two big dudes beat the crap out of each other yep and there it's, it's just that simple right yeah so kind of and smackdown was kind of more the same it was not really too well, too too different well, everything I was reading said that Eric Bischoff was there, but he had no say. Like, he literally came, because Heyman's already employed there. Yeah. You know, he's, so he kind of knew the lay of the land. They said Bischoff was there to sit in the back, kind of drink things in, which was, honestly, that's not a bad idea. No. You know, hey, here's where we're currently at, but they follow the same formula. What did they do? They open up with a long-winded promo. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, it's just all... Just convoluted stuff. What WCW used to do really well that um, when Bischoff was running is they would start a lot of times with a match in the in the ring as the show came on the air. They a lot of times it'd be the cruiserweights to kind of set mm-hmm. the tone for like mm-hmm. a high pat a high paced fast action uh, type opening. But I think just it'd be nice just to see a show start with a match in the ring. I mean, we for the most part we already know. All the, who, we already know the stories for all these wrestlers. We see them on TV for a long time. You don't really need to give us a lot of background on the matches. And that's kind of what Raw did. They started... Now, they, they did entrances, but... Just starting with a match in the ring... Sometimes kind of helps that pace a little bit and changes things. Right. So, um, let's talk now kind of more broadly about... What are you hoping to see... With if, if basically I could come to you and say, all right, so Heyman and Bischoff are going to institute exactly what you're hoping to see creatively. What are some things that would be on your list? I have a few things that I think have been missing from wrestling, especially from the wrestling that uh, kind of what I think of as pro wrestling. So I'll go ahead and... I'll kind of start, and we can kind of ping-pong back and forth here. Sounds good. So I think one thing that would be fun to do, and it would inject some new life into it, and I don't know if they'd want to wait till after SummerSlam to do this, but I think it's something that would help is if they actually went and did another draft. 
when they did the first when they did the 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 last draft I think it was 2016 well, like the, about to say like the old school true draft or just kind of the the shake up no like I don't do like now. the shake up I want the draft okay. I, I think that provides first of all I think it provides you a good sh- you you can get a it's a good reset show first of all so it's a good it'd be a good reset raw if they did a draft okay. just because I, I we can kind of reset things we can reset and I think let's make the brand split like a real brand split I agree Oh, so I think a draft in in bringing those elements into it drafts and I know a lot of people like if, if we want to do a sports a more sports themed show which I guess AEW is, is going more towards the sports centric um, packaging and that kind of stuff but allegedly that's what Fox wants as well is they want Fox wants a more sports centric presentation because this will be part of the SmackDown will be part of the Fox Sports brand. Right. So I think adding a draft using trades and things like that. I mean there's a lot of stories to Do you mind. want do you want Heyman and Bischoff on camera? Or do you keep them behind the scenes? I think you may have to put them on camera a little bit, but they don't have to be the authority figure. They they could just be, you know, they don't have to be uh, a sh- overarching, but I think a draft, they don't have to be, but with a draft, you kind of it kind of lends itself to them being on camera to make picks, mm-hmm. and they're being that would lend itself to some competition too if they you let them cut a couple work shoot promos on each other, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure Bischoff will have something to say to Heyman, and I know Heyman will have something to say to Bischoff, right, right. and you can kind of create a, a real rivalry there. And then they don't have to be on top of the show. Everyone knows that's watching kind of who's running the shows already. Right. So, but I think a draft and then some of those sports elements, trades, contract negotiations, holdouts, a guy with the belt holding out for more money would be like just grabbing stuff from sports. Right now, one of the biggest things on social media is NBA free agency. And that's become like the who's going to go to what team, all that kind of stuff. And the transactional nature of sports has become almost bigger than the actual playing of the games. And that's something that wrestling could use and really make, I think, get some fun storylines. So you really think right now, hit hit the reset button now? Not necessarily take away belts and things like that, but I would, yeah, let's make a hard reset. Why not? What? Okay. Okay. You can draft. I mean, it doesn't have to be that much. You can kind of keep people where they are. But I think a draft would be interesting. So what, what's kind of what's on your what's at the top of your? I list? have a couple things. I just you know, it, Vince McMahon is notorious for not being a fan of tag teams, like mm-hmm. real old school tag teams. And I'm a guy who and this is uh, allegedly a practice that's kind of deep seated inside him because he, he'd have to pay. And back in the day, you'd have to pay two dudes instead of one. Right, right. But I mean, you have some of the best tag teams in wrestling right now on your roster, and you never see them. You know, again, we talked earlier about Triple H and NXT. Well, one of the things I love about NXT is they do have legit tag team competitions. And, yeah, once in a while you get a split off of Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. You know, they were in, and they do well in singles. But then you have guys like Authors of Pain. You have the Revival. You have these guys who were killing it, and they would steal a show. I mean, you watch some of those takeovers – the tag team division would steal the show sometimes because they were doing some really great creative stuff. And now that's not the case. I mean, when was the last time we've seen Authors of Pain? 
when was the last time we've seen the Ascension? You know, it's, you know, the Revival, they're cheapening. You know, they're trying to act like they're building a rivalry with them and the Usos. That, that's been humorous. I think that they need to just yeah, end that. Even had, like, when was the last time they had a match? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I would love to see the tag team championships on both brands be more serious competitions. I think that's just something that's missing right now. Because you have, you know, like right now, Heavy Machinery is getting a push. They're getting, and I'm a fan of theirs. I remember their NXT. I've seen them wrestle in two live events. They are very charismatic. Fans love them. But those two will never be singles wrestlers. They just, that's not how they're built. But are they pigeonholed now? Well, some people think Otis might, but they think Tucker, Otis might leave him in the dust. Because he's so... Well, but he needs that bouncing act. You can't take your eye off him, really. It's like a train wreck. Right, yeah, yeah. But if you look at him, though... A beautiful train wreck. It is majestic. It's like two walruses. (laughs) Anyway. But no, that's just something that you have the depth. I mean, I'm counting right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got ten tag teams on Raw right now that are set. How many of them are actually going at it? On weekly matches. When's the last time the tag team champions were on television? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, other than Roman and match, Daniel Bryan in a match. I'm talking about the oh, and Raw. Raw. No, who, who is the Raw tag team champion right the now? Revival, and they okay. yeah. exactly right. No, but that but but again, that goes back to what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, people don't want to see a 20 minute promo. Heck, put in a put in some tag matches instead of taking your single main event guys. Again, you're pushing together. Yeah, and it, to me, you're taking a Daniel Bryan and you're wasting him. You know, Luke Harper is sitting in the locker room. He's getting paid to do nothing right now. Put him back with Rowan. What's wrong with that? What? Bring the Bludgeon Brothers back. You know how many fans would be ecstatic if those two walked back out together? Mm. And all this talk of him going to AEW. I mean, but that's what I'm saying is if I'm a if I'm a wrestler and I don't have a place to fit, I'm wanting to leave. Well, here's. So that, that kind of leads in a little bit to what I think needs to come back. And that is, I think we need to go back to factions. Yes, I agree. What's been the most, probably within the last five, six years, what are some of the most popular things? The Shield. Mm-hmm. The Wyatt Family. Yep. NXT Undisputed Era. Yep. And I remember... They used to call Raw as, it was Raw as War because it was they called it gang warfare because there were so many factions. Right. And what that allows, it allows you to build young guys up. You bring them up lower. It has You have tag teams involved in these factions. It also allows there to be stakes in matches that otherwise may not have some because you have that faction. It's a faction war type thing. I think you just get more people involved and you can give more people kind of importance by just involving them in a faction. I know in New Japan, which I don't really watch a lot of it, I know a little bit of it, but they they have a lot of different factions. And it just... Happy Fourth of July, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think it lends to a lot of... I think it helps in your storytelling because then you can also have the guy that's a lone wolf that is not in a faction. That, and I think it really can help sell a good guy... When you're going against the the bad guy faction, right? If they're they're holding you down, they're cheating. AKA going. Diamond Dallas Page, yeah, Goldberg, right. you know, WCW. Guys, they went guys, against NWO. The Sting against the yeah. right. Those guys rising up through that. 
is a great is a great underdog story. Mm-hmm. And then you also in the WWF you had Stone Cold as the lone wolf, but then you had all these other factions. But think how like corporation, the, the ministry, the court. Yeah, just the 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 issue is the only faction that's like lasted is the Authority or Vince McMahon, like the base of the McMahon family as this overarching you know evil force. So I mean that's why I understand why they don't really want to go into the factions. Mm-hmm. I think that. It just it it lends you a lot of um, leeway creatively because you can have like for instance look at the the nation of domination right mm-hmm. you had tag teams you had a single you had a you'll have you know if it's let's say it's four guys you have the top sing, the the guy that's going for the heavyweight title you have the guy that's going for the intercontinental title yep. then you have the guys going for the tag team titles mm-hmm. and then you could even have lower card guys but and then you get the inherent rivalry that happens when, for instance, The Rock started becoming more popular than Farouk. Right. And then you get that. And then once you spin The Rock out of that, he's even bigger. Mm-hmm. So there, there's things they could do like with that. And they're putting the club back together. It would be interesting if they pulled Balor into the club because he was original Bullet yeah. Club guy in Japan. Which I think that put them over in a big way. They pull Balor into it and become this crazy heel faction that's running roughshod over everybody. And then you get the Balor-Styles thing. And then right. once you spin Balor off, you could turn AJ Styles back to a good guy, back to a face. Balor could stay as a mega heel. And now he turned off and he's even well, bigger. I just think factions are something that well, needs to come and that back. Well, and that brings me... To my point, we need monster heels. Not inconvenient little, you know, beat them in a pay-per-view or two. and then We need they a guy in a mask. We need a, we need a guy oh, in a gosh, mask. Gosh, you've lost your mind. Now, we need... No, what we need is we need a guy like a JBL who naturally brings heat, but by God, that guy finds a way to hold on to a title. I think, and, well, and, I I think, thought, and I thought... But here's the thing. Here, I thought we would see that with Samoa Joe in the, in the U.S. title. I really thought that because I'm a big, I'm a mark for Samoa Joe. I, I think he's awesome. I think, you know, he's just a nat- natural brawler. He sells it well. He can cut a promo on a mic and he knows how to just dig at everybody. Mm-hmm. Heck, what, what, how long ago was it he walked into the ring and cut a promo on like five different people and everybody just lost it? And it was probably the highlight of Raw or SmackDown, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he went in there and unleashed on everybody and, but you don't see that. That was the thing that, you know, JBL held on to the title for a year. And, and it was like, what? who's the baby face that's going to take take him out? And finally? that's the other thing with factions is you have the ones that are cheating, you know. And it's about then is the, can, the, can the good guy overcome the odds where every time he's about to win, one of this guy's cronies comes in and makes a save or they cheat. And then you can kind of prolong stories a little bit better that way. In my opinion. I, I agree. Then, But that's what I'm saying. Right now, if you had to look, if I were to say who's the monster heel, who's the guy that everybody's like, man, it's, it's Brock Lesnar. It's Brock Lesnar. And even then, his effect is cheapened because he's not a full-time guy. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you what would be crazy is if, you know, because right now, Kofi is definitely the more popular out of the two heavyweight champs. You know, everybody kind of rode that bandwagon. And I know your feelings on that, but I'll pry that out of you a little later. Um, 
Could you imagine if in this pay-per-view, because not a lot of, not a lot of people are excited about this, but could you imagine Kofi wins, he's exhausted, all that you know, all that stuff, and then Brock Lesnar comes out and takes him out, mm-hmm. the more popular of the two champs. You know, would it would it piss people off? Yeah, it would, because everybody hates Brock Lesnar. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that pursuit of hmm, Kofi having to chase the title, they said that was the thing with Stone Cold that they the formula they always followed. He'd win the championship. And then he get cheated out of it somehow. And then him chasing the championship was good for a year. They that's could get old, a year. That's like an old school wrestling mentality. That's better to have the heelish tramp and somebody chasing. And but right now that's where what at? they did with Dusty and Flair, right in the eighties. And but to me, that's what that would bring a lot more. It would make it a lot more special. Seth Rollins, I think he's a good champ. I you know, but I'm, yeah, I'll get into that later. But this whole he's not to me. He's not very compelling. But what heel has he had to make him compelling? That's true. But he's a good... That's what I'm saying. You want to make a great baby face, you've got to have... He's good in ring, but I'm not, I'm not really compelled by him. I liked him better when he was a heel. I think he might be a more natural heel. Well, I think Roman Reigns is a natural heel too, but I don't think that'll ever happen. We'll see. I could be wrong. Prove me wrong. You hear that, Bischoff? Prove me wrong. No, but that's what I'm saying is if you want these these baby faces to be over and make them dang near superheroes, well you gotta have a super villain for them to take out. You gotta have somebody you gotta have somebody and they've only done it with Brock Lesnar and it's been cheap. But can you imagine if you take like they were beginning to do it with Daniel Bryan? Yeah, if Superman is only you know, stopping petty theft. Thank you. Right. He's not no What's the difference between him and a beat cop? But again, Daniel Bryan right now, to me, is one of the best heels mm-hmm. in wrestling. And what are we doing with him? He's we're we're sticking him in a tag team. Yeah. Where Rowan just being out there and being a menacing presence, it just, again, it makes a world of difference. Well, that's what I would have him is like, they start adding people to their group. And then he's the head of this, this heel faction that's kind of a, Quirky, more quirky, but then they also will, you know, they can he can he can get um he can get the crowd to hate him on the microphone pretty good. Oh yeah, and so he goes out there, he gets the crowd to hate him. They cheat to win, boom, they're really important. Daniel Bryan's very smug. That's the other one you got to have. You can have the monster heel that is just a beast that can't be beaten. You can have the smug heel yep. that doesn't isn't trying to win favor with the crowd, isn't trying to be funny, isn't trying to get everyone to laugh, right? But they they need to have something. And the heels would be, I think they'd be more effective if there was a faction where they could cheat and things like okay, things like l- that. Let me read this to you because I took some notes on this. This this is the heels right now, the ones that stand out to me that are currently on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You got Andrade, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Randy Orton, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Those guys are right now under the heel category. Rusev, who knows? He's he's been MIA for and a while. Andrade, I don't. I mean, and, uh, but again, these are guys who are currently on the roster, and what are they doing? Yeah. Okay, Shinsuke are, Nakamura and Finn Balor. Okay, cool. That would have been awesome a couple years ago. A lot of them ago, are but, tweeners, too. It's like they're not even really full-fledged. Well, piss her get off the pot, man. Come on, let's build somebody up. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine, again, Shinsuke Nakamura, 
what are we doing with him? He's a tweener. Okay, some people like him, some people don't. But if he was a heel right now, a monster mm-hmm. heel, and they played with that a little bit. When he took the title off of Jeff Hardy, that pissed people off how he did it. Mm-hmm. But for a while there, it made that title a little bit more like, okay, well, who's going to snatch this off of him? And to me, they're not... They, they dabble with it, and then they don't do it. But just the heels alone, you could do some great storylines with that. I mean, again, it feels like when AJ Styles was the champ, they kind of understood, okay, if we're going to keep the title on him, we need to have something, some crazy things happening. You know, Samoa Joe might have been at his best. Rusev was doing some interesting stuff back then. Yeah. You know, again, but we don't have these heels. Could you imagine if Aleister Black went heel, and they really wanted to utilize him? Now they're not having to snatch the Undertaker for all that. So, I mean, and that's my whole thing is there's, and now with the, in Raw, gosh, get, get off of Baron Corbin, Vince. Get off him. Put him down the mid card. Quit pushing him. Nobody likes him. We have, okay. I yeah. think he's effective because so many people hate him. Yeah, but come on, man. That many pay-per-views, cut us a break. You know, beat the crap out of him. Send him off. Have him go destroy some mid-card baby faces, and be done with it. But like, okay, again, here's the heels in Raw. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Roode, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Bobby Lashney, Brock Lesnar, Cesaro, AJ Styles. I mean, come on, man. What are we doing here? Yeah, there's not... Point made. Jeez. And then Drew McIntyre could be one, but every time they... Every time they... He basically builds himself up. They cut his legs out from under him by having him lose a match, or he could be one that they could build up quickly. I think they need to get him away from Roman Reigns. They need to get him away. They he needs to go. Be, be, he, they need to go destroy some people. They yeah. need to go out there he and could just be your destroy. Mon- he could be your prototypical monster heel, and they kind of went that way when they had him just. Remember when they had him just destroy Angle? Yes. Yeah. But and then they cut his legs out from under him. So I think he's the one that could be definitely. He's good on the mic. He's he looks Roman. I yeah. like <laughs> I like him a lot. He looks. I mean, he's big. He can wrestle. Like he's got yes. everything you want, and he's he's got a. I think he's got that message that um, he kind of he he could easily turn into. He thinks he's better than everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's worked hard to get back. He's got that message that he's used a few times, but he could easily turn it up. And Okay, well, let me let, let me paint this picture for you then. You take a guy like that, what do you do? You build him up. You take, right now, everybody loves Ricochet. He has the U.S. title. You know Who knows where it's going to go with AJ Styles. You, you need to have... But if you imagine have... if he went down and they put him in a U.S. title match, and I know there's a lot of Ricochet fans, but bear with me. Imagine if he went and just destroyed, destroyed... Ricochet. Like, he went down there, won the U.S. title. He did it dirty. He did it cheaply. And he holds on to that title for a couple months. He has a freaking title, and he puts something to it. Then you build up a new another baby face to take it from him, and then he goes and he chases the world title with more legitimacy. I think you have to put him... I don't think you can... If you really want to reset one of these guys, you can't put him... It's got to be the top title. They, got, they can't be afraid to make changes with the top titles. I think they are so... But I think I think because of what it's been going on with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, all that stuff, I, I just think you have to move him to the side because people are going to roll their eyes like, "Oh, great, this again." Yeah. 
And so. get Shane McMahon off of TV. We're done with him. I, here's what I would love to see happen this pay-per-view. Here's my side. Oh, we'll get to that. So oh, I, just, about... I just want to see Undertaker drag him to hell, and we don't see him for another year there. I love Shane McMahon. You would. Uh, so, you would, because you wish you were him. No, he's effective. You know, he's not trying He's trying to get you to hate him. Guess what? You hate him. So it's working. He's just annoying. It's working. Yeah, not title. It, whatever, whatever. So anyways, my last thing on my list, and I don't know if you agree with, with this or not, but I think one thing that... You had the factions back in the day. Another thing you had that they don't really have is any air of mystery. Mm-hmm. The only air of mystery they have now is the money in the bank, and they've squandered that like the last three years. They haven't had well, a really great. I guess. Well, I guess honestly, the most when's Bray Wyatt coming? That's the well, that's, that's now, the air yeah. of mystery that they're hanging that's above now. us. But they used to have were like, oh, you know what I would love to see hmm. a freaking mass attacker. Or a dude in a mask, and then he reveals who is he. That used to be that's like a, just an easy, effective little short-term angle. Have somebody or somebody's attacking people backstage, right? Any right. like just and who is it? Any type of mystery. Because what is what have been some of their more successful storylines that people are still talking about? Recently, it was and stuff that kind of it wasn't like. Great. It wasn't top billing or the number one thing that got you to tune in, but the Kurt Angle, he has an illegitimate son storyline. Mm-hmm. People still talk about. It. Unfortunately, Jason Jordan got hurt and he may not wrestle ever again. But just having a little bit of mystery in the show, I mean, there's very few because the mystery of Vince McMahon's son being a Hornswoggle was went over so well. Well, yeah, <laughs> you can't. You have to execute. With yeah. anything, yes. right? But how many television shows are on that are just very? I mean, WWE's treating itself like it's a police procedural. This is the episode, and it kind of doesn't. Instead of having cliffhangers and things like that, they're starting right. they, now. They did this week where, when AJ turning, and that's what wrestling was. There was a lot of big moments at the end of episodes that were cliffhangers for what was going to happen right. next. Now it feels way too much. Like you know exactly what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. and. There's no mystery. I think bring some of the mystery back would be would help kind of invigorate the product. I'm gonna make a bold, bold statement. It's not gonna go over well, but I think they should make Raw two hours long. Well, that's not that's not a bold statement. Everybody thinks that. Well, I, I know there's some people. Well, you know, just well, you know what? They can't. That's not gonna happen. It'll never happen, but it should. That's not. That's everyone's been saying that forever. Oh, well, thanks for taking my life. Way to Drew McIntyre me. It's, it's, not, it's not bold. If everyone, but, well, no, but what I'm if saying every, is, here, but here's what I would rather see. I would rather see leading up into a pay-per-view, okay, put the women's championship on the line in the main event one week. Then the next week, put the tag team championship. Then put the Intercontinental or U.S. And then put the world. Just I don't care if that's a, a cheap format, but I would rather see that well, they talked about in the Attitude Era, which is everyone's golden era, right? Or even even just even a little bit after that. Yeah. They used to have... Somebody did a graphic of how many title matches were on television. Like, the top titles. And there was a lot. Yeah. Because they had to get something compelling on TV to get you to tune in because they had competition. So... Hopefully... I mean, that would be one way. Because that makes you... It's like... 
why are oh, live no. why are live sports so popular? Because you need to know who's going to win and lose because every game has consequences, right? And also, from the business standpoint, too, let me just say this: if I know that Seth Rollins is not going to be the main event or something like that, or he's not going to make an appearance, but he's going to be at a house show the next day in that area, I'm going to go see the house show if I'm a fan of his. Mm-hmm. But, again, right now, we try to cram the same people, recycle them. These wrestlers have got to be exhausted. Kofi Kingston has to be the hardest working man right now in WWE because they are riding that wave. He's on Raw all the time. He's on SmackDown. I mean, I know they're playing that storyline up, but in all seriousness, you know, this is what's going to cause people to want to leave. You know, because, like, AEW right now, I'm not aware of them doing any house shows. What we're seeing on their... I think they said they paper, might, but they will. But yeah, but my point not. is, how much of a break are their people getting? Yeah. And, and if I'm a wrestler and I can say, hey, I might make $10,000 less going to them, but I'm also not do. I'm doing half the work. Well, that was the big, uh, that was a big selling point for WCW mm-hmm. against WWF back in the day, is that they would limit, they limited their house show schedule. You're working almost, almost half the time and you're making... The same or more money, so. So yeah, I know it's there. I think there's a lot of fans out there that want WWE to be successful. I mean, obviously, there's a few marks out there that want them to crash and burn and see the Vince McMahon establishment go down in flames, yeah. and everybody go to AEW. But let me tell you something: if that ever happened, they're going to say the same thing about AEW. There's always something better, yeah. you know. And but oh, majority of wrestling fans want WWE to be successful. They want them all to work. It's like, man, come on, just spice it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, so that's what we're kind of hoping to see, possibly, creatively. Took us long enough, but whatever. So, um, and that will kind of inform our discussion here. You want to kind of go through, we'll kind of finish here going through the pay-per-view that's coming up, Extreme Rules, what's on the card so far, what isn't. Um, You have what you'd like to see, is that what you're thinking? Is that what you want to discuss, what you'd like to see or what you think? Well, I mean, we have some confirmed, I mean, we have another week before they submit some things. But um, I'm talking about, do you want to talk about it as what we'd like to see happen? In each of these? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would would love to. All right, go ahead. Let's lay it out. Where do you want to start? Uh, Well, why don't we go ahead and start with Cruiserweight Championship. That's actually going to be on there. It's Drew Gulak and Tony Nese. Mm -hmm. I like Drew Gulak a lot. I think he's a trip. I think he's paid his dues. Um, I'd like to see him continue to win that because he does have that heel mentality. He's arrogant. He's stuck in a certain style. You know, Tony Nese is kind of that replacement to Buddy Murphy, you know, the high flying. I mean, we saw that in WrestleMania. Where Drew Gulak, while he has that talent ability, he is a submission guy. So I think to have that there, you have a heel that's a submission guy while all these other dudes are high flying and that's a whole 205 shtick. I'd like to see him continue that and win. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think Gulak has a better, probably better story going forward as the guy that uh, basically is the antithesis of everyone else in the division. Yeah. Well, and again, my opinion, there are already rumors that they may fizzle out 205 live. Just make that a normal part. Like, I wish they would just take. Take the women's tag team championship, stick that on one brand, mm-hmm. and then take the cruiserweight championship, stick it on another. And then when they do the draft or shakeup, whatever it is they do every year, switch them out. Nothing crazy, but 
But anyway, yeah, I'd like to see Drew Gulak keep that going, but I kind of want him to do it. I would love for him to do it, set up something dirty, and then finish with one of his signature submissions, and that's how he wins. No. So. Oh, yeah, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd probably like Gulak to keep it. His niece already had it. Let Gulak run with it for a little bit as the, is he a heel in 205 Live, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, let, yeah, he, let him run with it. Well, he, you know, that's his whole shtick. He's an arrogant, you know, just. Yeah, no fly zone, right? That's his thing. Yeah. I, mean, I like, I, I think, just stick with that. I think it'll be. Yeah, I, I do too. He, he'll be the best foil for, for new people coming in there. Okay, next one confirmed: Alistair Black versus a mystery opponent. Is that confirmed? Yeah, yeah, he he did confirm that. Um, he said Extreme Rules. He'll. A lot of people are saying it's going to be Randy Orton. Um, I if it's Randy Orton, let Alistair Black squash him. Yeah, that's what I, I'd like to see. Whoever it is, I'd like to see Alistair Black just come out looking like a million bucks. I would too. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Honestly, I'm not a fan of how they've, you know, him and Ricochet were the tag team. Okay, whatever. Introduce them, show them that. But, you know, the way Ricochet's taken off and then you have Alistair Black just sitting in the shadows. I mean, they could have, they could have done a lot with him. They could, to me, they could have done a lot with him right out of the gate and they didn't. He might be a guy that, um, is he, where is he? Is he a smack? He's a SmackDown guy. Yeah, he's a SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a guy that wins a transition to Fox where they want that sports presentation might. Um, because he, he was a, he was like a mixed martial arts movie yeah, tie. He's guy. very, he is, you know, a lot of people look at Ricochet and his high flying ability. Well, Alistair Black is bigger than him and yeah. he can still do, he can do a lot of the same things. And he does the strike, a lot more striking and that yes. kind of stuff. So I think he'll be pretty popular. So I think whoever they have him against. Especially after him talking for weeks about him just wanting to fight someone. Mm-hmm. He's got to destroy whoever comes out. I would hope so. So, uh, somebody with some name recognition that's on the downside of their career, maybe. Or, I don't know but if you, it fits that bill exactly. But somebody big coming out and just getting dominated, I think, would really help. But here's my Oscar thing. Life. I don't want... I don't want... Um, my whole thing is, I don't want to see Randy Orton get squashed. I... Well, I uh, well, first off, I'm a fan of his. I'm a big. I, I think he's a great heel. I think he is being very underutilized. And not to mention, AJ Styles just beat him. That helped build him up a little bit. You know, they had that storyline of, you know, the homegrown WWE guy versus mm-hmm. the guy who grew up on the Indies and yada yada yada. But if it's Randy Orton and he doesn't squash him, then why is Aleister Black a threat? After I, I hear you for weeks and weeks about. I'm just wanting somebody to fight me. And but that's they, what I'm saying. I, I'm hoping it's not Randy Orton. I'm hoping it's not Randy Orton. But if it Who is Randy got? Orton, I don't want it to be a quick squash. I want it to be a good a good fight. Let's I, make us both happy. Put Randy Orton in a mask. Oh, God. You are something else. Who would you like you to be? Do you have any... Do you have any... Uh, I Honestly? Anybody that fits the, the description? Rusev would be an interesting one. Poor, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Rusev would be an interesting one. Even Andrade, you go back to their NXT matches. Yeah, but you those can't two. Squash. Will, but that's but see, you're saying the same thing I am about Randy Orton. I don't want to see him squashed. Andrade, I like Andrade a lot. I don't. Think I do too. You need to build him up. Yeah, just put Lars Sullivan in there and get it over with. He's hurt, I believe. Well, there you go. Then it'd be a great squash match. There you go. What if they just brought out a bunch of lower card guys and just had him run through them in like ten seconds apiece? That'd be hysterical. And he's like next, and then like so the B team comes out and he just runs through both of them. <laughs> And next, the you know uh, Primo Cologne comes out, gets run through. Next, 
And just have uh, <laughs> just have Eric Bischoff at Gorilla handing pink slips as they come just back through the curtain. Just have him waving them in. That's like, your send off. That's your send off. I just have him waving them in like a third base coach. Just go, go, go. And they just he just this is them. definitely a sidebar. But I would love to see Elias just roast him and him get pissed off and just beat the crap out of Elias because Elias would bring that out. Whoever but. it is, I hope it is a beatdown. I don't want it. I don't want a competitive match. Well, then it shouldn't be on pay per view. But you know, whatever. No, you could build him up as a. You could build him up as a monster. What are you gonna do if it's Bray Wyatt? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, he says that crap now, but if it's Bray Wyatt, it's a, well, I kind of hope it's a little bit better match. Whatever. Well, that'd be dumb. Yowie, wowie, oh! <laughs> Unless Bray Wyatt comes out and converts him to his ways, that would be. And now they're. You want to talk about an interesting faction? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway. All right. Alistair Black be Bray Wyatt's muscle. Yep. Yeah. All right, yeah. So I, I don't I don't really care who it is as long as obviously I don't I don't think it should be somebody they're setting it should not be anybody they're setting up to be a threat. I think they whoever comes out should just get waxed by Alistair Black with the quickness. Right. Alright, so what what else do you got? Where are we going next? Okay, the next one confirmed the SmackDown Tag Team Championships three way Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Go ahead, let's hear let's hear your insight, and I'll go off on my rant. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Daniel Bryan and Rowan should probably keep it. False. I really don't. I don't really don't care. You're that, fake news, sir. I really. That, I it would be funny or not funny, but it would be uh, interesting if Heavy Machinery won. You could spin off Rowan and Bryan and the New Day, but I don't know. I, they need an injection of new life in that tag team division, I think. Well, right now, Heavy Machinery, while they're goofy, and they kind of did a bad job well, of introducing them. They did a good job in the last pay-per-view, though. I was about to say, they they stepped up. And yeah. you and I have seen them live. We've yeah. seen them a couple times when they were in NXT and what they're capable of. And I just think, you know what? Again, Bischoff, if you're hearing me, jump on this. Establish a great tag team division. Put it on those guys or put it on the New Day. You know, but right now, the New Day to me is glorified managers to Kofi Kingston that no. get to wrestle matches once in a while. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to keep the world title on Kofi, okay, great. But make these guys almost the babyface version of, um, oh, what's it called? Undisputed Era, where they're just trying to take as many belts as they can. Yeah. You know, but who do, who do they recruit? Who else do they recruit from the women's division for the women's titles? Who do they recruit for the women's division? Uh, let's see here. You can go a few different directions with that. I'm an Amber Moon fan. I think she's underutilized. Amber Moon. I love her. I think she is so underutilized. You take her. Oh, Lord, let's see. Man, why you put me on the spot like that? We were talking about the pay per view. You flipping jerk. Um, or you take a Dana Brooke. Who they're obviously trying to figure out something to do with. Somebody they can say can mold in their New Day image. Well, it'll be fun. You know, again, if you're going to have the fun baby face, what, okay, find somebody who has a high energy. Dana Brooke does. Natalia would be an odd one. That wouldn't be good. But about, you take a Dana Brooke. What about you, Tamina? Tamina? That would be fun. Actually, that would be fun. No, she'd be like the angry mom. <laughs> They're, well, they lined her up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that was more of a uh, joke suggestion. Hey, well, it would be fun. Imagine her as like 
the bouncer like China was to Triple H and DX. She'd be the serious one. Yeah, she'd let be the serious have, one. Let them have their shenanigans. Or they kind of Rikishi. You know how Rikishi would be all serious and then too cool would egg, yeah. egg him on. But no, I think you slap the belt on one of those two. Get Daniel Bryan out of the tag team division. Have Daniel Bryan go after Finn Balor. Yeah. Imagine that match at SummerSlam. Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan. That would be something awesome to watch. And again, that's that's why I'm saying you have all this potential. And Balor right now has no match scheduled, right? They're projecting Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. They're projecting. It's not confirmed. That's one of those. And again, what's the revival doing? Okay, you're going to put them against the Usos maybe on Extreme Rules. I mean, come on. That you know, we they're going to put them on the pre-show against some random team. And what do you, know, you think whatever. about having one tag team championship like the women do? I like it. You would like that. Better. I would like it a lot, actually, because to me, you can do a lot more. That really that kills a brand split, though. Again. Okay, you, what are you trying to do? You really want everybody to focus on one, or you want them to watch both? You want them to watch both. Okay, so you stick the women's tag team title on one brain, you put the men's on the other. Yeah, make a face all you want. I don't care. But my point is... But if you stick it on that brand, then every tag team... So if you want... For me, like I think the faction thing is good. Yeah. I think a lot of tag teams should be spun out of factions. And... You can't put them all on one show. You can't. It's ba- you basically would be making a women's show and a men's show, and is what you'd basically be doing. Now, again, depends on the. We have two women's heavyweight titles. We have two. You know, again, that's. If the shows are separate all the time, it's not that big of a deal, in my opinion. If you keep the shows separate, it's not a big deal for them to have their own titles because they don't interact. Potato, potato. Okay. Anyway, so you want you want? I would want. I would like you just to want see Daniel Bryan Rowan to lose, basically. Yeah, you don't really care. That I would re- me personally. I would love to see Heavy Machinery win. Yeah, and you set that precedence now. Again, to me, if they win, you're basically confirming that the New Day is going to be glorified managers for Kofi Kingston. But there, there would be some interesting things that could be spun out of New Day having. Uh, singles title and the tag titles at the same time. I agree. Yeah, I be. agree. But again, the point is, okay, you're keeping on Rowan and Daniel Bryan for what? Other than saying Daniel Bryan has just a title. Keep Daniel Bryan, happy. Yeah, just keep, yeah, why? Why? Give him something to do, basically. No, have him go after Finn Balor. Yeah. Make him relevant in singles. So anyway, moving on from there. Next one, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey and Alexa Bliss. I don't know why we're wasting our time with this one. I don't really care. Keeping on Bailey. Alexa Bliss, to me, the little storyline they're doing Nikki Cross, that's good, that's great. But you're making Nikki Cross a confused heel that's really a baby face. I hope, uh, I hope Nikki goes crazy. I think a lot, I think there's been some people say it. Nikki goes crazy and turns on Alexa, whereas the expectation would be that Alexa is always a dirty heel and she's going to turn on Nikki eventually. Right. Have Nikki kind of go crazy and just turn on her. Right. And turn it the other way. That could be an interesting way out of it. But yeah, probably let Bailey. It seems like they're going to have something with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Alexa probably needs to lose to have the conflict between the two. So Right. Well, and let Bailey run with it for a while. Is there is Summer, SummerSlam the next pay-per-view after this one? Yeah. Well, ideally what would be good is if we did have something set up to where Nikki turns on Alexa Bliss or, you know, however they want to do that. You put Bailey in an interesting squash match. 
you have an attacker in a mask come in. Oh my god! I, I'm about. To, I'm drinking hot coffee oh, right now, folks. I'm going to throw a, it straight in his face. You have an attacker in a mask come in. You are an attack, Bailey. I'm done with you. After, hold on, listen. You have an attacker in the mask come in. Our youngest brother sitting here egging this. In a voice with a voice box, come in, attack Bailey, and say they want. They're not going. They're going to keep attacking until she gives them a match. Cool. No. <laughs> All right. So. This masked attacks, attacker attacks for a couple more weeks. Bailey finally says, I'll give you the match. Show up at SummerSlam. And who shows up at SummerSlam? Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks beats her. And wins the title. And now you got heel Sasha Banks, which allegedly is what she wants to be. I'm not the biggest fan, but whatever. But she was pretty good as a heel. So let her come in. You get a little mystery. Bang, she's popped back up. Now Bailey's pissed. It gives Bailey something to chase. You have their little tag team. You have all that stuff. You can Bailey can cut some shoot promos about her quitting and you know all that kind of garbage. And yeah. it could be interesting. Yeah, that's what they should do next. What's the next? Thing? Fake news. If they come out of a mask, they're over. <laughs> come out of a box. <laughs> come out of a box. <laughs> all right. What's next? Okay. So anyway. Bailey's going to squash. That's what they should do. Roman Reigns versus the... Un- <laughs> Gosh, I can't believe I'm reading this out loud. Roman Reigns and the Undertaker versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. No, no holds barred match. All right, so get this. A guy comes out in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> finds out... Finds Undertaker sees he's stalking his wife. <laughs> no, no, it'll, it's Diamond Dallas Page. It'll totally work. Two. It won't bury him at all. All right, so what would you like to see come out? <sighs> Go ahead, keep Roman Reigns and Undertaker. Let him win. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're not bringing Undertaker out of this. Here's what I would love to see happen. I'll tell Here's you what I'll, I would love to see happen. Go ahead. I would love to see. I would love to see him win. And at the end of the match, a trap door goes off in the middle of the ring, and Undertaker <laughs> drags Shane to hell, and we don't see him for another year. That's not what I would like to That's see. what I would love to see. Because then I don't have to see Shane McMahon for another year. I love Shane McMahon. I, well, here's... he makes you so angry. It's no, great. he's just annoying. There's no, plenty of... There's other heels. They're building him up. It's so stupid. I love it. I love Shane McMahon. He makes me I'm laugh. I'm the best in the world. Yeah, I love it. He makes you laugh. When he does the Master Blaster thing and gets up on McIntyre's shoulders, oh, it kills me. I love it so much. <laughs> Did you just say the Master Blast? Did you just reference Thunderdome? Uh, I love done. It. I'm done. All right, so anyway, I'm done with this. Here's what I want to see happen. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> a midget comes out of a mask. It's not a preferred nomenclature. I'm sorry. Did I, was that offensive to say midget? A little person comes out in a mask. There we go. We're gonna have the... All right, so I would like. I don't care really how the match goes. Let's say Undertaker and Roman Reigns wins. I think there needs to be... Here's how you, I think you do it this way. You have some dissension between Shane and McIntyre. McIntyre just Fs off and leaves. Let Shane get beat up. And then you have Roman Reigns spear the Undertaker. And him... And, now he's with Shane as a bad guy. Hmm. And then him and Undertaker have a match at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns retires him like he should have at WrestleMania a few years ago. 
He retires him. It could be a squash or whatever. Whatever Undertaker kind of... They're going to do what he wants. But let him be... Retire him and let him be a heel. And he could be working with Shane if he wants or whatever. You know, it could be kind of the rock when he became the corporate champion or whatever, that kind of thing. Yeah. Let those two go off. Let him be the heel. McIntyre gets pissed. He just F's off, so he's out of this storyline. He just gets sick of tired of Shane. And he leaves, so then he can go off and do his own thing. You turn Roman heel on The Undertaker, which everyone loves. You let him retire him as a heel going into the match at SummerSlam, where everyone hates him already because it was a bunch of smart marks, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to boo him anyways. So let him go in and retire The Undertaker. Everyone will hate his guts. And then you got, your mon- you got a monster heel going into SmackDown, which I don't know... And then he can cut a work shoot promo like The Rock did about everyone said we're die, Rocky, die, about how nobody, the only reason they're cheering for him is because he got cancer and they booed him before and they still boo him now and they're a bunch of hypocritical whatevers, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they should do. Or, you know, you know I want to give you credit. I like that. Or put Roman Reigns in a mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I think. Then you put him in a box. Have him turn on The Undertaker. And be a heel going to SummerSlam, and then he retires the Undertaker, and he can, you know, he could probably get a good match, decent match out of him. He's still athletic and strong. He could get a good match out of the Undertaker. Hypothetical: What's a better WrestleMania match, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, or Roman Reigns versus Kofi? Go. Oh, I don't. What's the bigger draw? I don't. Uh, probably versus Rollins, right? Because of the Shield stuff. Okay then. So. So anyway, random one, but. No, I like that. I, but again, you gotta. So what, you, what, are you talking? Are you talking about making McIntyre a face? Just have him be like, have him just get tired of. Maybe Shane keeps tagging him in, you know, to save me. Just like f this, like I'm tired of this dude. Or have you know, sow some dissension in their ranks a little bit that he's kind of tired of, you know, Shane effing him effing his stuff up when he wants to do something, and then mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Or have him where he's about to maybe beat The Undertaker, about to beat Roman Reigns, and Shane tags himself in. And this happens maybe once or twice, and he's just like, F this, and he just walks off. And leaves Shane there to get beat up. You know Shane has a ace up his sleeve. Well, here here's my whole thing. Do the two-for-one special. Or, if you flip... Hang on now, my turn. I'm not well, Zach. No, I'm not going to sit here and take no, it from you. Hold on, I got. I just no, 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 oh, no, no. You're going to wait. Tombstone. They're going for the tombstone. Oh my god! And then a guy in a mask. Undertaker or Undertaker's got Shane up in tombstone. Roman decides he's going to spear both of them. Shane lands on top of the Undertaker, gets the pin. One, two, three. Undertaker's still a bad guy, but he doesn't have to deal with Shane McMahon anymore. Or oh, I'm sorry, Roman Reigns is still a heel. But he doesn't have to deal with Shane McMahon. Okay. Anyway, are you done? Can I have my turn now? Go ahead. I like the two-for-one special. If you're going to turn Roman heel, which I think is a great idea, make McIntyre a face. I would love to see a babyface Drew McIntyre against Brock Lesnar. You want to put him over as a babyface, somehow incorporate him in a match with Brock Lesnar. Somehow do that, because that would be that would be awesome to watch. That you know, Again, that would just be entertainment, but they won't do it. You um, could have him start going on a tirade about part-timers. I think he's talking about The Undertaker. And then when Lesnar goes to cash in, he comes out of nowhere and just decimates him. Ruins his cash in. That'd be great. And then now they have something going. Now you got a stew going. I like it. Okay. So. 
WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe. This is too soon for me. I I, I hate the fact that they... Because the match between Ricochet and Samoa Joe was one of the best matches mm. that they've had in pay-per-view in a while. Like, period. I, I felt both of them were able to utilize their talents. They did a great job with it. Um, he lost the title. Okay. But now they're not going to revisit it. Which, okay, fine, whatever. But now you're putting him in the world title picture, which I'm a Samoa Joe, Mark. I like him a lot. I think he should be a world champ. He has to win eventually. They're turning him into Bray Wyatt, where he's great at talking, great at building, yeah. and then he loses. And I hate that because, I mean, that, and if I'm him, that's where I'm going to look at AEW and say, that's tempting. He He's a fat version of The Rock, in my opinion. <laughs> People are going to love him or hate him. They're going to, when he walks out, people get behind him. Whether he's a heel, a baby face, it doesn't matter. I mean, heck, he comes out, the chants for Joe are just as loud as anything else going on right now in WWE. I would love to see him win. Again, be that monster heel, but they're not going to do it. I would love to see him win and him, at least for a few pay-per-views, have Kofi chasing that title. I would love to see that, but it yeah. won't happen. I would love to see Samoa Joe win. He wins clean. Well, heel clean. I don't. I think I'm a little. I'm a little bored with Kofi right now. His reign, I think, because he had a great story. The build to his him winning was awesome. Him winning was great. Um. But since then, he's been a fighting champion. But what was, the most, what was the most effective thing? What was made it so exciting? What made the, all that whole process so exciting? The chase. Yes, he finally yes. beat no, him. Finally chased, you know. It was, cathar- it was like a cathartic win, all this stuff. But then uh, since then, it's been like, you know. He's yeah. had some good matches, but the builds haven't been that compelling, really. I don't know. I think it's maybe because who they put him with. They tried with Owens and then the Saudi Arabia stuff. Owens wasn't there. They do Ziggler and then there, there is not. He hasn't really worked with anybody. Joe's probably the best one, but this is something that probably should have been built longer. Yes. Than just a quick throwaway. Cause so Joe is so some, right now in WWE format, you take a cheap shot on the world champ and you get a title shot. No. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. Yeah, right after losing your other title. Yeah, which is supposedly the mid card title. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really a fan of the build. I wish Joe would win, but like you said, it might be too early. It would be fun to see Kofi chasing again instead of having it. I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. I think it's more likely that you get the New Day having all the belts storyline than than Kofi losing and. But I don't, I, I don't, they need to pull the they need to pull the trigger on Samoa Joe eventually, or he's just I don't know maybe he's just that guy that can sell people on the match and then lose, and then he's always. But the he's thing always is, for a big guy strong. though, for a big guy, the dude can go in a, in the ring. Yeah, no, he's. I really mean, good. he's not. You know, again, I to me, you don't have to be a high flyer and do a bunch of crazy spots to be an effective wrestler. No. You know, heck, when Rey Mysterio tried the six one nine and he caught him in the coquina clutch and then slammed, no, that was awesome. just as awesome of a move to me as anything. And yeah, that's he, what, yeah, it's like that dude can grab you from. He's great, but I, I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't either. But I wish, but I, I dream, wish they would. I don't know where they'd go with Kobe. Where, where do you go with Kobe? He chases? 
I think he chases for a little while, unless. But then what do you then? You know, here's he, here's what he here's beat, to me. Is here, he going to beat Samojo or somebody else going to beat Samojo? Are you going to have him chase? Here, Samojo? okay. Well, right now they're making Kevin Owens a babyface. They're they're going that direction. Him and Dolph Ziggler had their little whatever. To me, if you want to do something effective, and they're not going to do it for SummerSlam, but again, dream booking right now. Let Samojo win the title. He taunts, he you know, j- beats up a few jobbers in the process. But to me, what you do is you either take a Finn Balor and you have him step up and say, hey, I want to I win the title. I want to go for the big one right now. But then you have the Dolph Ziggler, you have Kevin Owens, you have Kofi all in that hunt. And for a pay-per-view to you have them battle it out. Maybe somehow in the process... Finn Balor loses the belt. I don't know. Along those lines. But to me, you have too much talent sitting right there. And if they're all a bunch of baby faces, which I know Vince McMahon hates the baby face on baby face deal. He, but to me, imagine if Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston and Finn Balor are in a triple threat match for the number one contender spot. Here's the problem, I think, with SmackDown right now. Who are your big title? Who are the guys that you think in your mind are big title worthy? Top title worthy. Well, I guess Samoa Joe is part of that now, even though he's on the Raw roster. But yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's another thing. Yeah, another thing. Do away with the wild card crap. But anyway, um, we'll we'll say right now he's on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. I think Samoa Joe is a contender. I think Finn Balor is a legit contender. Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, obviously, you have Kofi in that mix too. He is the champ. Yeah, he is the champ. Who else but you it? have Andrade, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton. Good Lord. Imagine I'm if, over Randy Orton. I know you are, but I think he's just... He's as, very good. He's been good for a long time, but let's put somebody else... Let me tell, love, okay, how, like, how you feel about Randy Orton is how I feel about Shane McMahon. I'm just over it. Okay. But, okay. Well, maybe this, this, well, is maybe this is how I know Randy Orton's maybe a good heel. Maybe I'm wrong heel. then yeah, about okay. Randy Orton. Here's the thing. No, this is how I know you're sold on Randy Orton as a heel. You're it's just, not. I don't have any hate. During for him. the here's the true story. I'm throwing you under the bus. I don't have during any, the Royal Rumble. I don't have any hate for him. I'm just indifferent. Here's here's what's great. They bring him out just so everyone in the live crowd can see an RKO. It's what I think because RKO is such a big move. That's all the reason they bring. We're him watching out. Royal Rumble. Nia Jax comes out against all those dudes. I'm on the phone with this guy. And he goes, she's about to get RKO'd. Randy Orton is a, is a prick. He doesn't give an F if it's a chick or not. And it happens, and we just lost it. Seth goes, yeah, he's like that. He's a <laughs> He doesn't care. He doesn't give an F. Like, that's well, exactly no, like, what he said. You seen, like, his, have you seen his, him on like social media? And like, he doesn't give an F. Like, I, like, I know, but there's something to be said but about... Just, I, just, I think like Andrade, I like him a lot. I do too. Alistair Black. But I okay, like but right now, okay, let's but let's build those guys. But up. what's the, okay? You build them up. But what I'm saying is, right now, okay. Imagine if Randy Orton ran out at the end of the match because you know he's going to beat Samoa Joe, unfortunately. Mm. But then you have Randy Orton come out there, RKO Kofi when it's done, and now you build that up. But in I don't think gonna, I, to me, it's like why would they put it on Orton? No, I, I get that. But what and I'm saying is, thing. but what's a bigger accomplishment? Right now, what's the bigger accomplishment? Beating Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe or really cleanly beating Randy Orton? If you had to get the champ over... I think in a lot of fans' eyes, it'd be 
the other two. I think Orton's kind of on the fans. I think he's entering Brock Lesnar territory where people are tired of him. Mm. Which I I like Lesnar too. I I don't mind Lesnar. He's a freak. Yeah, he's he's but, legit. But Orton, great. But it's just like they got to give him something to do when they when they're doing like the sadistic stuff with the Jeff Hardy and the ear stuff. Yeah, that was fun. They just got to give him something to do, and he's kind of been on the back burner a while. Bring in one of these younger guys. I just don't. I think unless like to me like. The title can make some of these guys be top title guys, but I think they kind of don't have a ton of them on SmackDown right now. I agree. Reigns is one, as much as people hate it. Yeah, he's good. But I think heel Reigns would be top one. Yes. So that's my that's my thing with it. You have you have um, if you have Kofi lose, who's going to take it off Samoa Joe? Is it going to be Kofi? Well then, and then who are you going to put against Samoa Joe, and have him beat? You don't. You probably don't want him beating Andrade and Alistair in their first match. You want to build those guys up to it. Here's a random one, and I know this is going to piss people off. If you, uh, it's going to be a gimmick, but here's a realistic one without taking away legitimacy. If he finds a way to win, he beats Kofi. Mm. SummerSlam, you turn into a triple threat match between Kofi, Kevin Owens. And Joe, where Kevin Owens is a tweener, mm-hmm. Kofi is the baby face, and Joe's the clear heel. Mm-hmm. And if Joe loses to a Kevin Owens, and now you bring back that kind of rivalry that was beginning to bud between Kofi and Kevin Owens, again, but then he has to return to heel. But So anyway, I think if you add that in there, and that's how Joe keeps the belt for another pay-per-view, is because Kevin Owens does something to screw it up, or he pins Kevin Owens... I would like to see Joe win. This is total fantasy booking. Joe win. That's why we're podcasting. With my fact, with my with my want for factions, I want him to become like a crime boss that has these underlings that are his muscle. You know that guy that doesn't really ever do anything, but you know if he did, he can mess you up. Hey, him with the Viking Raiders on Monday night was a pretty good looking group. Get him with some muscle, put him in freaking mm-hmm. suit, put his muscle in suit, like a freaking mafia boss. But like the one that he's a little older, you know, and you hear stories, oh, he used to mess people up. But he doesn't have to do that as much anymore. But when he gets out and he's finally like undoes his tie, you know, you know, somebody's about to get killed, right? So that would be an interesting way to take, I think I'd fit with his character too, but. I don't know. I think Kofi's going to win. So what else? What else we got left? Okay. Unfortunately, we got the winner take all tag match: Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. There's no way Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans are going to win. That's that's the thing. Yeah. With this match really is. There's, there's yeah. no way they're going to win. So <sighs> if they win, that would Undertaker comes out of a trap door in the middle of the ring, takes Baron Corbin to hell with him and Shane McMahon, and we don't see either one of them for a year. And here's what I wish they would do with Baron Corbin. You know, when he cut, what? Put him in a mask. Oh my god! If he, no, seriously. in all seriousness, he may be a guy who would benefit from that. Well, let me. Okay, hit pause I'm for serious. a second. As much as I've been wait, hit, hit pause for a second again. Dream, dream, booking. But remember his whole shtick, the end of days when he was, you know, had you know all the tattoos and the heavy. Rock. Imagine him in a faction with Alistair Black and Bray Wyatt. In all seriousness, imagine those three in just a dark. 
And he went to that place. If he was put on a shelf for a few months, nobody saw him again. And he would be, it would be an interesting take. The Illustrated Men. Folks, if you could see the smile on his face right now, I so want to backhand him. I want you to hear a loud clap. I was trying to think of a Jersey Triad joke, but I couldn't think of one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he could be the Bam Bam Bigelow of the group. But, God. Seriously, though, even though I said it, if he was in the cane to get up with the mask, yes. and everything, he would be minute. He's a big dude. Yeah. He can move. He just they he just they haven't get, they haven't done him any favors. I don't I don't think he's a bad talker because he no he's not he's just he's a smug prick. But they haven't done him any favors with his get up. No, they haven't. There, there's certain things that aesthetically wrestling fans just can't get over. People get hung up on his TGI Fridays hostess outfit, right? <laughs> right. So people, yeah. Yeah, so people get hung up on that, and they don't really look. He can he can wrestle, and his other his other aesthetic before wasn't great because he had the the freaking bullet haircut with the, the bald mullet. He was going yeah. so bald, right? So aesthetically, he's just been all over the place. It's the same thing with why I think people don't like Roman Reigns is because I think the Superman punch is stupid. It is stupid. If he had some type of like power bomb or a some a different finisher to go along with the spear, well, I think I... if he just took the jackhammer from Goldberg. I think it'd be. I think most of the booing and stuff, or if he had some crazy power bomb move, just some kind of just real strong slam type well, of move. That's what's funny the about Baron Corbin. You look at him physically, and he should be where he's at. And his his quote unquote signature moves are great. Yeah, the deep six, the end of days. I don't. Those I think, are great. I think maybe one person has ever kicked out of end of days. Maybe, maybe one, but. You know, I I think he could do with a repackaging, and that could be one that's done through like a faction, like a recruitment. Yep. Or what if he? What if Bray Wyatt comes back and he's like a real Mister Rogers, like really selling it, and then he's got Baron Corbin in these Mister Rogers sweaters. Oh God. And then talking like he's a very nice guy, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Imagine I think he just they, needs repackaging. I yeah. Think he's, well, do with him what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. Put him on the shelf for a few months. Say, dude, go. Just go figure something else out. But again, but how much of this, how much of this, I guess Bray Wyatt, they finally just said, we don't know what to do with you, so we need you to, and he sold his new gimmick. And now he is the most anticipated wrestler in all of WWE. When do you think he'll debut? I don't know. They keep showing the puppets in the background of stuff. I think, my opinion would make the most sense if he came out on SummerSlam. You cannot milk this too much longer before everybody goes, okay. I think you debuted on TV. Mm. Are you talking about actually wrestling or just no. he pops up out of nowhere? Comes out and decimates somebody. <sighs> maybe, well, again, hypotheticals, maybe that's when you could take a Samoa Joe. He's the heel. Nobody's coming after him who could beat me. Lights go off. I don't know. It'd be funny. It would be an interesting. Um, juxtaposition of Samoa Joe the way he does his promos the trash talking with a very Mr. Rogers lovey-dovey Bray Wyatt would be an interesting interesting promo battle could be alright so that's kind of what we're thinking on the show anything else oh there may be a um, that's the confirmed card maybe Um, a the after Monday night maybe some type of I don't think if you do a Ricochet AJ Styles match with the club in tow, AJ Styles has to win, right? 
Well, we'll see. If he doesn't, then the club is neutered right off the bat. That's true. So he has to win. So do you want to take the title of Ricochet already? Mm. That's what I'm saying. I don't like where this pay-per-view is at. That's what I don't I'm like do. it. That's what I, I'm going to do. I think that this pay-per-view should be just done. Don't add anything. Finish what's going. Mm-hmm. Do a draft. Restart. Yeah, it'll never happen, though. That's what should happen. Should. Whatever. Alright. So. Alright. So, anyway, I think that's before we get too caught up in our crap. Alright, so that's it for the first episode of the Watching Film Wrestling Podcast. We will be on, hopefully, weekly, bi-weekly, um, with our thoughts on what's going on in wrestling at the time. We will, you will be able to find us at watching underscore film. Uh, right now, look for the Watching Film Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. We'll probably spin this off into its own feed, so there will probably be a Watching Film Wrestling feed coming up soon. We'll let you know when that WFW. happens. WFW. That's right. And uh, check out the website, watchingfilm.org. We'll post all the podcasts and any content we have on wrestling there. I'm thinking about doing like a Game of Thrones characters as wrestlers type thing. I think it could be pretty good. I've got I've got one already. already. All right. Oh, you don't know Game of Thrones. I'm not going to talk to you about it. I got a good one. So uh, that may be going up on the site here pretty soon. So kind of Game of Thrones characters as wrestlers. It's, it's going to be good. Brain is Raven, if, uh, if, if you want to know. A guy called Raven that just sits in the corner and does nothing. Bran. Or the wrestler, Raven. So there you go. My youngest brother is sitting to my left having a nerdgasm right now. So. He gets it. He gets it. All right, so... Alright, so that's it for the show. Watchingfilm.org, watching underscore film on Twitter, and the Watch Film Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us a follow, subscribe, and we'll get more content to you out to you guys shortly. Alright. Goodbye everybody. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs>